Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right, it is critical. Can you look at the person next to you and say, it's critical? It's critical as men that we know how to love and to know what a father's love is. It's also critical that we as men act as men. And when we are, and that we're not just bold, but we're fierce. And catch this, I would even go as far as to say is in a way dangerous. And I want to be clear in the context of this message when I say dangerous. I'll tell you, one of the most dangerous people in this room, because he's so handsome, because he looks like me as my brother. All right? One of the most dangerous people in this room, okay? You look at Dars, he is a warrior. I'm going to tell you something. He's a frontline fighter, okay? He's a drum-playing, demon-slaying, cymbal-slashing kind of warrior. That's what he is, okay? When he plays, demons flee. He puts fear in their eye. How are you going to go to war, man, if you're not dangerous? You'll get taken out immediately. When we become dangerous, we also have to know how to exercise restraint. And I know for me, I would give my life, and I know for each man in this room that they would give their life for their family, no questions asked. That makes you fierce. When you would give your life for something, that makes you fierce and that makes you dangerous. See, if we have no aggression healthily in mind, keep that in mind, a healthy aggression and a healthy, spiritual, dangerous kind of you know, if you don't have these in your bone, then when it comes time to battle, things get rough. It's easy to hide. It's easy to walk off the battlefield. And that would be exercising weakness, not fierceness. Being dangerous also means what I stand for. So if I stand for uplifting women or, uh, or protecting them or leading a ministry the way that God has called me to do it. Can somebody that I don't see counsel from, like somebody I don't even know, can they walk up to me, speak and whisper into my ear, and then I'm diverted, I'm distracted? Will that, will that happen? Will I get diverted and distracted? Are you fiercely in love with God? And are you fiercely in love for what you stand for? It makes me think of uh, Matthew 26, 40. Jesus is walking up with his disciples. He says, hey, hey guys, you don't want, I need you to stay at this tree here. I uh, just need you to protect me. Okay, I got to go talk to Pops for a minute and uh, just got to go, go speak with him. Right? So, so he's going to the tree and he's, all, the, all the disciples are supposed to stand at guard and he comes back and they're all sleeping. He's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, I, I asked you to stay on, stand on guard. You know what's happening here. Like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry, guys. Okay, sorry, sorry, Jesus. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, I'm going to tell you something about the disciples is they were fiercely in love with God. Okay, they were fiercely in love with Jesus. And even at that point, they were able to get distracted, diverted, and go to sleep. So I'd ask you, where are you sleeping right now where you should be standing on guard? Verses 17 and 19, anybody? Should be on your page there. 
If you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got its start hating me. If you lived on the world's terms, the world would love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, the world is going to hate you. When that happens, remember this. Servants don't get better treatment than their masters. If they beat on me, they will certainly beat on you. If they did what I told them, they will do what you tell them. John 15, 18, John 15, 18 to 20. Thank you. The world has been trying to divert the focus and pervert the truth. So that's where we got to ask, what is fierce love? In 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown language and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now is that I'm in a room full of fierce warriors and spiritual Spartans. I'm not surrounded by weak men. Weak men don't get up five, six in the morning to come to church to better themselves and better their families. That is love. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Make clear what and who you stand for. So when somebody comes to stand against it, you're ready to defend it. If we're living on God's terms and not the world's, it's ignorant to believe there won't be battles. We need to treat this thing like a relationship. If, if, like a relationship with our spouse or, or a best friend, because if they get no attention, the relationship won't grow. It withers away. We need to build our relationship with God, and as we get closer to God, we will get more pushback in many areas but it's because the enemy sees you advancing, sees you attacking, advancing, attack, advance. Every week we have worship, and it's part of how we fight our battles, right? Correct? Okay. Back in Jesus' time and all throughout that time, they used instruments to instill fear into, into the enemy, right? They used drums. They used trumpets. If they had Pastor Rudy, they'd use him too, okay? So... But again, to honor, honor our worship team, when the enemy hears Pastor Rudy's sick licks, all right, they also are in fear. It's instilling fear into the enemy's eyes. And I'm telling you, men, when you get up in the morning, we want the enemy to say, oh, crap, he's up. If, if we're weak, what's to fear? Oh, crap, he's up. If God... <laughs> there you go. If God, in God, we are made strong. In God, we are made fierce. In God, we are made spiritually dangerous. Come on. Get that worship on so that the enemy knows that when you're awake, you're ready to plunder hell and populate heaven. Come on. 90.3. If God is for us, who could ever be against us? There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be a lot of opportunities in your day that someone will walk up to you, talk negatively about your family, about God, your pastor, leadership, all the above. And that's not a what-if scenario. That's a, 
possibly today's scenario. That's the, like that's probably going to happen today. Okay, I'm not going to speak that over us, but reality is reality, right? It's up to us as men to show honor and love, fierce love, and to stand for what is right. If we say nothing, or if we stand in agreement for something that we truly do not agree with, we affirm a lie. In the moment, thoughts can be something like this, and see if, see if this sounds familiar to any of you guys. Ah, they're just joking. Why bother? Just agree and they'll go away. Oh, you look hungry, you should eat some fruit. Did he really say? Does the Bible really say? Sound familiar? Whispers of the enemy. I don't think, I don't think hell was intended for us. We were made to have a relationship with God. If we go to hell, especially when we know that there is a true creator, we know God exists and we choose not to follow him. If you're going to hell, that's by choice, not design. Have you read Genesis? Okay. This book. Ah, okay. Adam and Eve, there's fruit. Let's call it an apple, okay? Just for the sake of the story, let's call it an apple. Don't eat that apple. That, you know, you're going to all of a sudden learn like good and evil. But you know what? Everything else in the garden is yours. Don't eat that apple. Something slithers up, a little bit of a distraction. Hey, you look hungry. That apple's probably the best apple you've ever eaten in your life, and you haven't even tried it yet. What are you doing? Okay, let's put this in perspective. Ethan, come up here. Right here. All right, give Ethan a round of applause. All right. Chilliwack. How many fast food joints do you think are in Chilliwack? Okay, let's say Edo, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, what's another one? Dairy Queen, McDonald's, okay. And in the center, stand out of the way, you're standing on a building, stand out of the way. Right in the center, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Have you ever had that? Best food in town. Okay, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Now, Ethan, I'm going to tell you something. All these you can eat from the rest of your life. You'll, you'll be the healthiest man on earth. <laughs> healthiest man on earth. But you cannot eat from Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And that's some good eating, but you can't touch it. Because if you do, Ethan, you'll change the course of history and life forever. But you can have all this. What do you want? Five Guys Burgers and Fries. That's where the focus is at, right? Five, you can take a seat. Five Guys Burgers and Fries. That's where the focus is going to go. Because we're focused... Where <laughs> what you focus on, you get power to. All right? Our focus goes to the shiniest, newest thing, and we forget about the blessings that are around us. What you focus on, you give power to. Shift the focus, change the outcome. So I'm talking about this because if you're hesitant to show fierce love because the focus is on fear, fear shouldn't be the driver of the car. It should just be the indicators on the dash. Come on. Don't stand up for what you believe for praise. If our master, if God wasn't praised daily by all man, guys, we're not going to please everybody. There's going to be hard conversations. We should not expect any different.
Jesus was dangerously and fiercely in love with God. He still is, obviously. To this day, he still gives unconditional love. And I'll end on this. There's a term that I hear a lot, and uh, it's, it's uh, I'm not a lover, or I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. But man, how can you love the way that the word tells us if you're not willing to fight for it? So our takeaway is, if he is for us, who could ever be against us? Let's give it up for Coach Delton and the Word of God this morning. Wow. I felt like I was at a men's conference. <laughs> Seriously. Man, did you bring it this morning. And um, I don't know if he's still on, but I want to give some honor and credit to um, the father of Darcy and Delton, and your dad, I believe, was watching on your phone. Hey, Al. Oh, shucks. Well, maybe he'll listen to this podcast later. But you know what? We got to get a lot of credit to the amazing men of God that have been raising children and other mighty men of God. And that's even you in the house. But can we just give it up, too, for Al? For Wow. You know, I'm a, I'm, a fa- I'm a father, and I'm a proud father, too. And anytime my boys speak out, and Coach Delton has sent me some stuff from Kids Theater and, and them leading and teaching, and he's getting behind them and underneath their calling and equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, every time you hear the Word of God come out of your son's mouth, you just are so proud. I'm just so proud of you, Delton. <laughs> just so you know, my eyes were sweating a lot. Thanks. I was not expecting that. Uh, let's stand to our feet. You know, the Lord has put it upon our hearts to be fierce lovers, mighty men of God. And we know by the grace that we are all saved in this house. And we want everybody to experience that same love, that same grace, that same acceptance, so that they can have the ability to forgive, that they can have the ability to move on and act and speak and live in love. And First John tells us that God is love. And if we do not love our brothers, we do not love God. And we can't do that without the source, without the vine. There is no fruit. We just read, apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing. And if you're here this morning and you need that love, I just encourage you to let God in. Just attach yourself to him, to that vine right now. Maybe be honest with yourself that you haven't been producing the fruit that your heavenly father wants you to produce. That you've been trying to do things apart from him. And today maybe you graft yourself onto that branch. You hold tightly to the vine. And let his love flow through you. And maybe for some of you, you're in a pruning season. And you've been holding on to dead weight. And you need to let go. You need to let go so you can produce more fruit. Because he prunes. He prunes those he loves. Guess what? It hurts when we're getting pruned, doesn't it? It hurts when we're cutting things off. But I would just encourage you now to just let Christ come in 
every time we gather, we're gonna do this. If you have a relationship with God, I ask that you pray this prayer with me. If you don't have a relationship with God or you're coming back to him, pray this prayer with me. We're gonna invite Jesus, the vine, into our life, to be Lord over our life. We believe when Paul said in Romans 10 verse nine that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, believing in our heart and confessing that Jesus is Lord, that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. So let's just pray right now, men. I'm gonna ask you actually, out of reverence, just remove your hats. I know, just, I just sense there's something here God wants to do different. And just pray after me, say, dear Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and being risen from the grave. I ask you now to come into my heart. Search my heart. If there's anything in there that is not of you, take it out. I give it to you. I ask you to be my God, my Lord, my Savior, my love, and my friend. I thank you that my past is past. And today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment. Eyes closed, heads bowed. In the moment, thank you, Lord. Now, I know the answer to this one already. I know the Lord has already spoken to you, and you know that he's spoken to you. And if the Lord has given you a word this morning, a word of conviction out of love, where he's called you to more, and you know there's something that you need to do different, maybe it's in the way that you speak, it's in the way that you act, or it's in the way that you stand. Put your arm up right now. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. hands up all around the room. The Lord is speaking to us. Now we need to do something about it. And if you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed for the first time, or you're coming back to the vine in your relationship with him, would you just put your hand up? That's me. Thumbs up. That's me. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we said we're going to do this every time we gather. Because we are commissioned in the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. It's a command. It's a command. We just read about commands. To go into all the world and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Making disciples and teaching. We got the teaching part. Teaching each other to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always. And if you haven't stepped in yet into that command of baptism, I'd encourage you to do so this morning. It's got fresh water in the tank. We just filled it this morning. And again, in baptism, we are baptized with Christ. The word baptism means to be fully immersed. It's not about putting your toe in the water. It's not about a, just getting a sprinkle. It's about being fully in for God. It's turning from your way and stepping into his. It's making a public declaration amongst the other men saying, hey, this is who I am, and this is who I'm following for the rest of my life. It says in Romans, when we go into the water, that we are baptized with Christ. We go under the water, we are buried with him. When he went to the grave with all that sin, 
we leave all that sin in the water. It says when we come up out of the water, we are resurrected with him. So if that's you, and you'd like to come forward and be baptized, it would be an honor to baptize you. If you just want to come forward for prayer or, you know what, right in your seat, you could just turn to any one of these brothers and just be, hey, could you pray over me while we worship? <laughs> There's been a heaviness on my heart. We don't have to say the details or what's going on, but we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to step in the water with you. So let's continue to worship God and let's end this service, this first service, by glorifying his name. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.